This is a podcast from ABC Overnights. Here's Michael Pavlich. The TV freak is with us and we're going to talk about TV puppets. Scott, good morning. Morning, Pav. You all right? Yeah, good. Excellent. Apparently, according to Anthony in Great Western, the, a chair was, the first chair was invented 5,000 years ago. But there wasn't much use for it then, so it never quite caught on <laughs> for a while. Thank you, Anthony. Just a little tidbit I thought I'd throw on the way through there, Scott. I'm trying to think if there's any chairs that are puppets. There might have been a chair, a talking chair puppet in Peewee's Playhouse. I saw a clip of that. They looked looked great puppets, those ones. Oh, it was great, yeah, in Peewee's. There was um, the pterodactyl. And the chandelier. And a chandelier, a talking chandelier, of course, with a French accent. But I think the first thing we need to establish, Scott, is Alf. Is Alf a puppet? I think Alf's a person in a suit, Pav. He's pretty small. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, you know, the Star Trek one, uh, Star Wars ones as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, like, we're, we're talking puppets, marionettes. Um, I, I looked at the word today is ventriloquial figures. <laughs> So I was, I was thinking of a premise, something that really you have to put your hand inside them yep. to operate or okay. pull strings. Um, I'm going to count Alf as a puppet, and you know where I'm going here, don't you, mate? Yeah, um, oh, because I've got an Alf doll, yeah. Uh, pyjamas, don't you have Alf pyjamas? No, I don't have Alf pyjamas. You do no. have Alf pyjamas. No, I don't. <laughs> I was hoping we'd get a photo of you in your Alf pyjamas uh, sent in that we could put on the ABC Overnight's page. Um, yeah. But you do have an elf doll. That's close enough. Yeah, yeah, but not a puppet. Do you, do you get out? Do you get him out and play with him every now and then? Yeah, well, no. I, I, I have a range of TV merchandise. It's like a running, uh, you know, running display, and I move it every few months. Right. You know? Okay. You move things around, and do, yeah. do you invite people into your museum? No, not really. I'm yeah. just, you know, it's just me and my puppets and dolls. <laughs> just my go, own little world. Go on there on the <laughs> do you do voices? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we, look, we, down the track, Scott, we're going to have to talk about what's in your TV collection, your memorabilia connection, because I reckon there's some great things in there. Scott, I've got someone wanting to know just a simple question. Who is Alf, please? Oh, Elf was a TV show from the 80s where it was a furry alien life form that arrived into the world um, and lived amongst us, lived in a suburban household, the Tanners. Uh, it didn't, uh, only went for a couple of seasons, didn't it? It was pretty big for a while, though. It had, he hated cats. He used to eat cats from the planet Melmac. It was big for a while, for a couple of years there. It was big enough that they launched a range of merchandise that Scott was good enough to uh, purchase some of. Uh, I've got here, in fact, listen to this. Alf was both a person in a suit and a puppet. Oh, okay. They had to have a set with lots of hatches for the puppeteers to operate from. The human cast kept uh, injuring themselves on the floor, apparently. And Mix looked this up uh, for us, Scott. Alf was both a mechanical puppet and a suit. Uh, played by Michu Mazoras, a Hungarian actor, circus performer and entertainer who used to perform with the Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus. There you go. So he's a puppet, Scott. He's a puppet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got proved wrong a few times tonight, so I want to make sure I get proved right occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's check a couple of these quizzes. There was a talking chair or sofa in The Young Ones, John said. Remember that? 
They used to have yeah, a few puppets in the young ones. There are a few little marionettes. Was was SPG mm-hmm. Special Patrol Group the hamster? Was is that a marionette oh, on strings? Certainly, it was a puppet. Yeah, I remember a few bits of mouldy old food in the fridge. Yeah, that, that talked. I think they were puppets. Yeah. Unless they were real food. Uh, Thunderbirds, Mister Squiggle and Canine from Nathan in Ballarat. What's Canine? Canine was the. That's more like a mechanical dog in you know, Doctor Who's companion dog. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Andrew and Camperdown says, Mr. Squiggle and Friends with Bill the Steam Shovel and Blackboard. Love this show. I mean, it's probably about the greatest Australian puppet show of all time, isn't it? Will we say that? I've got another one. Now, you know, you were talking um, with Phil before the news, two o'clock. What mm-hmm. were you talking about? Those puppets. The Tin Tookies. Yeah. Now, I looked him up before um, and. Peter Scriven, the, the character in the Chintookies, which was the possum, is a lot like one of my favourite Australian puppet characters, Sebastian the Fox, which uh, was on the ABC in the 60s. I must have seen it like in the 70s. And Peter Scriven designed the puppet. So it's this, it's a fox yeah. and it's a string puppet. And it has these weird adventures, and it's really mischievous. Um, but there is episodes of it on YouTube, including an episode um, which features Barry Humphreys as, huh. like, this avant-garde artist, you know, with a beret, your classic um, stereotypical avant-gardist, avant-garde artist. Um, and the music as well was George Dreyfus, who did the theme to Rush um, huh. wow. and is, you know, the father of the current Attorney General, Mark Dreyfus. Yep, I'm uh, Sebastian the Fox. I yeah, have a look at it. It's yep. great. It's like I was always a bit creepy. Con- confused when I was young because I was a fan of Basil Brush, which was a fox, and then years, a few years ago, all of a sudden, I came upon Sebastian Fox. It was made by Tim Burstall, who did, you know, Elvin Purple and Peterson, those films of the <laughs> 70s. Does, yeah. uh, does this Sebastian the Fox predate Basil? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, around the same time, like early 60s. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you have a look at the Tin Tookie possum character, Sebastian Fox's face looks a lot like the possum character, and I say that like in a real appreciation of the characters. It might have been repurposed, you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's head to the phones because we've got a full board. Uh, let's start off with Kaz in Northgate. G'day, Kaz. Oh, hi, Kev. Hi there. Lovely to talk to you again. You too. And with your TV freak. Um, <laughs> I, I love you. This is a subject after my own heart, puppets. Yeah. I even did a puppetry course years ago. Oh. I just, yeah, with Handspan Theatre. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of them? Yes. Yeah, they, they, they were a great company. They, they were just wonderful here in Melbourne. Um, yeah, I just love them. Um, I've got this big thing about Mr Squiggle. I have to confess, I even kept watching it past the age of being so. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are a few people can confess to that. This well, that's the great thing about puppets because you just go beyond belief. You just give yourself over to them, and yep. you just believe in them. That's and Mr. Squiggle. I thought it was great the way he he said the children were able to be involved in the show because you sent in the scribble. Yep. And he turned it into an artwork, and he apparently really did the the puppet, Mr. Squiggle with the puppeteer behind him, the guy who made him. He apparently really did 
do those drawings upside down. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, that's all, and they turned out to be great drawings. It, it was actually wonderful. And one of your um, overnight listeners, George, he was the um, cameraman on Mr. Squiggle. I wonder if George is on the George board there. George from not, the Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, George he worked on a lot of TV productions. Yeah, uh, okay, he right, could give away the secrets. They were great, uh, great pictures that Mr. Squiggle used to do, and he always used to take you by surprise when they turn you up the other way. And oh yeah, and uh, the story I think Scott will know more about this. Didn't the puppeteer responsible for Mr. Squiggle wasn't he hanging upside down as well, or wasn't he like suspended from the roof or something? Uh, Northern he- Northern he- Norman Hetherington. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. I went to his house once, and he he, he gave us a bit of a little performance of um, Mr. Squiggle, and it was great because when he did it, he was so in the character. You know, like Mr. Squiggle bounced around, you know, hunching his shoulders yeah. and moving around. And when Norman did the voice, he did those exact movements. So it was great. It was oh. like he was really, as well as being the um, the string puller, he was also like a real full-on actor and totally in character as Mr. Squiggle. It was it was brilliant what to say. Like oh, gee, you wish you had your phone there and were able to film that. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. Well, how's that? Kaz, you impressed? Oh, I am impressed. I wish I had have been there. Yeah. I, that was the thing that, I mean, you could actually feel all that energy in yeah. that puppet. And I've yeah. seen photographs of that guy, and he looked like a puppet because he made he made the puppet himself, didn't he? And he actually, he, except bar the pencil, yeah. <laughs> the pencil wasn't there. He didn't have a pencil and, nose, no. <laughs> no, but his daughter also became yeah. the host. Oh yeah, remember she. Yeah. I used to have different, you know, yeah, women yeah. who were in Miss Pat, and, and one of his daughters, um, <laughs> she she went into that role. So she she must have grown up believing, <laughs> having that puppet around her all the time. Was it, yeah. well, Scott, was there a bit of a resemblance between the puppet and the puppeteer, and Mr Squiggle? Yeah, you guess. I mean, yeah. But it was great because he had the all range of emotions. Yeah, Mr Squiggle was sort of eccentric, but, you know, very... Um, lovely kind of character, gentle character, and yet Bill, uh, Blackboard was grumpy, and um, Bill the Steam Shovel was always moving up. I'm uh, moving like Bill the Steam Shovel. He was always moving up and down and shooting the steam out of himself. He was very. He's the energetic one. Yeah. Did, did, did he do the voices for those as well? I'm not sure. Not sure. I've just Scott. Uh, <laughs> Mick's just put a photo of Bill Hetherington up there. He does look a bit like Mr. Squiggle. Uh, thank you, Kaz, for your call. Paul in Esperance, g'day. G'day, Pam. I'm Scott. How are you? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Paul. What do you want to say? Um, just, um, when, uh, would you class Thomas the Tank and such things as puppets? Yeah, good question. Scott. Because there used to be one like that called Tugboats, and it was hilarious. I vaguely remember tugboats. Wasn't there a helicopter one as well? Oh, I can't remember that one, but yeah, I've got a message for was too. Oh, yeah, yep. Go for it. What do you want to say? Yeah, just um, I'll be thinking of you when you're doing your eulogy was to help you try and keep it together. And you can begin a Volvo driver for getting it confused, mate. Like, who puts the wipers where the trailer brake retarder should be? <laughs> Well, just take that as a comment, Paul, without a response. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. mate. Look I'm after it, okay? I'm sure he'll ring in. We'll get a response from him, mate. Look up. Cheers, Paul. Drive tugboat carefully. Tugboat was hilarious. Tugboat. Do you remember that one, Scott? Yeah, I'm not sure it was a puppet. Budgie was a helicopter. I right. know that. That was like a... Um, Paul, from being from Esperance, I was 
unfortunately he's gone. I want to ask him because David on Facebook mentioned a Channel 7 character from, I think, Perth called Sonny the Sand Groper. Oh, you look, Paul. Which Paul was a puppet. Paul, so you're anyone... still there? Hey, yeah, Paul. I grew up in Victoria, Scott. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, so he won't remember that. But look, anyone in West Australia who does remember, who was it? Sonny Sandgroper. Sonny Sandgroper. Yeah, and Kenny Quokka. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd love to hear about them. Sonny Sandgroper. Lovely. Hey, thanks, Paul. Uh, Donald's here. G'day, Donald. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Donald. Oh, hi, Pav. Hi, Scott. Hi, How are you? Good. Uh, did you? Did you ask before whether what came first, Sebastian the Fox or Basil Brush? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's only about 40 years difference between the two of them, but anyway. Um, well, no. Sebastian Fox was 1963 and Basil Brush was uh, 2000. Oh, no, that, that's the reinvented Basil. Oh, yeah. God, oh. You've got to go online and have a look at Basil singing with Cilla Black and singing with, singing with Demis Roussos. That was like in the early 70s. Fair enough. Well, and, and so that's the, that's that the second time someone's tried to correct us and they've been wrong, Donald. So, <laughs> well, well done. We do pose the big questions here in the segment, don't we? What came first, Sebastian Fox or Basil Brush? <laughs> and, and could you say that Norman was um, very animated in his movements? I rang um, for um, uh, the television series Soap from, from the late 70s, uh, the sitcom uh, that had every possible scenario of crazy sitcom situation you could have. Um, and very famously, uh, Billy Crystal was in there as a very young actor. Yeah. Um, but the, the, uh, the puppet there was a ventriloquist doll, was, was Bob, Bob Campbell. That's and, right. Uh, Bob, Bob and Chuck, and uh, they they acted as two very independent people, um, and they even had other members of the cast sort of uh, in in their character roles. Like they blindfolded uh, Bob once, and he could guess what was going on. And they said, "Like, oh, this is great. We can make money from this." And they just sort of forgot that he was a. A, a ventriloquist. They often did that. They'd often start having conversations with Bob and then... Or arguing with him most <laughs> of the Then all of a sudden go, what am I talking to a doll for? But didn't the, the, the dad, didn't he have a few issues with Bob uh, and running sort of you know, antagonism and he, he kept putting Bob in the fridge? Uh, no, that was uh, one episode. I actually put that on Facebook. On Facebook, uh, yeah. Where Billy, Billy Crystal uh, stole Bob and put him in the fridge and, and Chuck, Chuck went nuts for about 10 minutes making oranges talk and bananas and anything he could because he was missing. And then as they found the doll and they were leaving me, he said, do you know the little light stays on in the fridge? Because <laughs> he'd been hidden in there. Uh, but while I was on I hold, love... I thought of one other one. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh. No, the thing uh, I love thing. about the, the clip you post on the Overnight's uh, Facebook page, Donald, is that... Um, Bob had different modes of dress. You know, normally ventriloquist dolls just have suits, but um, Chuck used to dress Bob in, you know, he's wearing, like, lovely pair of very bright-coloured pyjamas and, like, a dressing gown. So, yeah, Bob really was almost verging on a human character. Uh, Donald, you like this, as you mentioned uh, about the fruit there. Apparently, this is from Dave in Northmead. It says, Sesame Street trivia, Bert is based on a banana, and Ernie is based on an orange. Once you know this, you will never look at the same way them the same way again. I had no idea. But now you mention it. Yes. 
can I say one more, please? Uh, yeah. I was on hold. I was thinking there was an episode of um, Angel. Uh, I had to look it up. Season five, episode fourteen, called Smile Time, where kids were getting mesmerised after watching a kids' early morning TV show, and Angel investigates it, and he gets turned into a puppet, um, a, a Muppet-like puppet, yeah. and then he has a, a fight, and his stuffing gets ripped out, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. It sounds good, though. Hey, cheers, Donald. Good on you. Thanks, boys. Yeah, on ABC. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry, Scott. No, Pav, I used to watch um, a lot of Tonight shows in the 70s and the character and, and the ventriloquist in Soap, Jay Johnson. I used to see him on the Tonight shows all the time and used to be confused, you know, isn't he the actor? Yeah, he's obviously a real-life ventriloquist as well. He was good. That was very funny, that show, Soap. Yeah. You know. uh, there were lots of them. The Tonight shows, they were all the braids, the amazing Jonathan... Um, Teddy Bear as well. Uh, so there were lots of really good ventriloquists on to the Tonight Shows. Talking about puppets on television with Scott Goodings, the TV freak. Uh, we've got a big list here in front of us, actually. I'll quickly go to Julian in Armadale because I got a text here that says um, one of the uh, I remember as a child seeing Shari Lewis with her sock puppets, Lamb Chop and Charlie Horse. That's from Kerry in Waddle Glen. Julian in Armadale actually wanted to talk about Lamb Chop as well. G'day, Julian. Yes, I've got that record of Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. And also, don't forget the famous Jerry G with the late Ron Blasco. Yes, yes. That's a, no, probably Australia's most famous ventriloquist and ventriloquist dummy. But I uh, know uh, Scott's a huge fan of Lamb Chop and Shari. Uh, you remember them, don't you, Scott? Yeah, I do. And um, Charlie Horse. He used to sing at the end of every episode. <laughs> okay. Was that on ABC TV? Um... It might have been. Yeah, Cheryl on Facebook too mentioned she's got the records. Yeah, Shari Lewis released a, a lot of um, records with her various friends, the sheep, the dog and the horse. Do you remember any of the songs, Julian? Oh, look, I'd have to play it back. What about the English one, Rod Hull and Emu? Yes. Rod Hull, who was, was an English, uh, ven- well, in- ventriloquist, yeah, he was, because he had the Emu there. Um, and he came to Australia and got lots of work here. With the Super Flying Fun Show Super on television. Show. That's right. That was a great show. He was and a very talented puppeteer. Emu used to go rogue. I think he attacked Johnny Carson on Tonight Show. He attacked Parkinson, <laughs> Michael Parkinson, on Michael Parkinson's interview show. <laughs> I remember Emu going rogue a few times. We were lucky as kids, weren't we? The entertainment we were treated to, Scott. <laughs> so Emu, yeah. People don't, Emu was a <laughs> Emu puppet. Um <laughs> It was one of the big things getting colour TV, always wondering, watching black and white, what colour emu was. Mick saying he got he got uh, Michael Parkinson a bit low, went in below the belt, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, what ugly. emu? I, I remember the Super Flying Fun Show because they had, um, you know, when you used to get cereal toys in cornflakes? Yeah, well, you love your cereal toys. They had a, uh, they had a competition on the Super Flying Fun Show where you, were, you could win a dragster. Yeah. If you found the gold Tully bird. Oh, I wanted, I wanted the gold Tully bird more than I wanted the dragster. Dragster, yeah. yeah anyway, never, never did get myself a gold Tully bird. Apparently, the, when they, they found them, they were all destroyed. So no gold Tully birds survived. And Mar- Marty took over Emu. I think Rod Hull went back to England and Marty. Oh, really? Yeah, Marty, Marty used to become Emu's okay. guardian with Miss Marilyn. Yeah, there you go. I don't remember that. Hey, Helen in Healesville, good morning. Good morning, Pat and Scott. How are you? Both? Oh, good, thanks. 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 That's good. 
I'm um, intrigued by Sebastian the Fox. I'm hoping I can find him on the internet. Yeah, on YouTube, there's episodes there. Just type in Sebastian the Fox. Oh, fantastic. My son and I really loved um, sooty when my son was little. And we were lucky enough to find a sooty puppet we could bring home and play with his kookaburra and kangaroo and cockatoo. And I had this really good um, videotape where... Sooty's um, exploring the issue of child safety in an entertaining way with sweet. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping I can get it going to show my granddaughter when she's a bit older. But we used to love watching Sooty. Sooty Sooty's still going. It was Originally it was um, Harry Corbett, then his son Matthew took over, and now there's some, um, yeah, the new co-hosts with Sooty and Sweep and Sue um, on TV in England oh, still. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Sooty and Sweep still going, Helen? What what channel? Oh, I, I'm not sure. I've just, um, you probably, again, you'd see them on YouTube. I haven't seen them for a few oh, years, but I know, they're, I know they're still going. I should be able to enjoy them with my granddaughter. Then. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Hey, enjoy, Helen. Thank you. Thanks. Sooty, I've just looked at the picture. I, I remember Sooty, but not well, I must say. Uh, Eddie says, what about uh, the famous or the fabulous rubbery figures from the 80s? They were great. That was very clever when they started making puppets in the likeness of political figures. Uh, they were pretty clever, those puppets. Yeah, it was like an age uh, an age cartoonist, Peter Nicholson, um, designed the puppets. And uh, Peter Jennings did the voices, started on the ABC, and then they ended up on Fast Forward on Channel 7. But... Um, yeah, they, were, yeah, they were like rubbery puck puppets. But before that, remember in the mid-'80s, um, the English show, Spitting Image? Yep, 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 that's right. Yeah, which they recently did again. They revived that a few years ago. But, um, yeah, that was in the times of the Thatcher government in the 80s. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was... They used to stay up every, every late Sunday night on Channel 9. They used to play at about 11.30 and it was about a year behind... <laughs> I've got here, you're going to love this, Kenny was on Channel 10 and he was there good night boys and girls at 7pm. Kenny Quokka. Kenny Quokka. Excellent. Yeah. Sonny Sandgraper was a Channel yeah. 7 mascot from the 70s and 80s and they mm. made a telethon, a stuffed toy from him. Cool. Hmm. Oh, wouldn't mind one of them, I bet. You'd love that in your TV collection, wouldn't you? <laughs> Sonny Sandgraper, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got here, Dickie Neen, Aussie Ostrich of Hey Hey It's Saturday. Staple died as a kid, said Black Duck. Lots of people suggest, um, suggesting Aussie Ostrich and Dickie Nee. In fact, Nicholas in Sydney wants to mention Aussie Ostrich. G'day, Nicholas. Yeah, g'day. Um, good morning. Look, uh, you preempted me with your comments on the Super Flying Fun show. There was um, a bloke who had a, a British um, heritage and then taken over by Marty mm. uh, with the ostrich there. Mm. That was quite intriguing. And the ostrich, uh, I think, took um, a different persona with Marty on on board. And, of course, um, Hey Hey It's Saturday, before it morphed into... Um, uh, no, no, uh, but when it was a Saturday morning uh, cartoon show with Daryl Summers before it became Hey Hey It's Saturday with um, the ostrich... And um, the 1980s show that you were talking about, um, uh, was it Andy or what was the name of the character there? In which, which one? one? Which one? The, the 1980s uh, character. Um, it was a, it was a puppet. Um, 
Alf. Alf, yeah. Alf. I see that as a 1980s version, a puppet version of uh, Mr. Ed. He's uh, kind of quaint philosophizing. Um, that was a quite a. You could you could listen. Uh, you could you could watch it and listen to it on different levels. And I think it appealed a lot to adults, which made it. Uh, which I think was part of the reason for its um, popularity. Mr. Ed makes my favourite Martian as well. Oh, yeah. Pardon? Mr. Red meets my favourite Martian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, quite a quite a quirky sort of show, and I think it, it was more than just a kids' um, a show uh, in many respects, and that's why I think it was uh, so popular. Look, I'm with you. I mean, we talk about Mr. Red quite a bit in this segment, and um, I mean, it, there was puppetry elements to making Mr. Ed talk, wasn't there? Didn't they? A bit of fishing line, conveniently placed between <laughs> between Mr. Ed's lips. There are three. Th- there are three theories. Right. There's your awful wire theory. There's peanut butter on the tongue, yep. which makes his mouth move. Or the third one is just he talks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the third one on that. I think because uh, he can drive a car and fly a plane as well. So. Oh, again, people might know Mr. Red is about a, a Palomino horse yeah. um, who is in a barn, uh, left over in the barn when an architect buys the buys the house and suddenly discovers Mr. Red talks. But in all the great um, tropes of TV talking animals, of course, it only talks to one person. (laughs) But Mr. Ed can do anything. I even saw an episode a few weeks back where he was an artist. He He was, ventured into a bit of painting and a bit of sculpture. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I've got here as well... uh, one of the best puppets on TV was Claude the Crow from Shell's Neighbourhood. He just loved his used Band-Aid collection and he thrived on being rude. That's from Miss Pamela in Essendon. Now, you know I'm going next, Scott. I used to write letters to Claude. Yep, and uh, the Band-Aid collection, uh, I think, needs I to did, be mentioned. I did, and I got, I sent them in, and I got, like, the whole set of merchandise. Um, yeah, from Claude Crow. Placement, towel, record, still got them. Still- and it was old possum as well. And Green Finger the Garden Gnome, and there was Stanley Snake, and the Ron Muick, who um, designed the puppets and and was behind the puppets. He's gone on to have a huge career around the world as an international artist. Hey, he's great. Look, uh, so you sent your band-aids in, yeah? Just one? Or? Yeah, toenails. Uh, the toenails and band-aids. That's what you had to do in order to get Claude, Crow, Claude the Crow's attention and win prizes. I wonder if that would be a health and safety issue these days, sending them through it. the mail. Well done, just one band-aid? No, it was a whole lot. <laughs> I was determined. Oh, you must have been wrapped. I'm picturing Scott as a little kid getting the package from, from Shell's neighbourhood. With his it was merchant. great. I got it, unlike you not getting that gold. Julie Bird off Fly You had a lot more determination than me, I can tell you. Hey, thank you, Nicholas. Uh, David and Yuki, g'day, David. Good morning, Pavan Scott. What Good about man. Cousin It? <laughs> He's got a story. <laughs> oh, is he a puppet, though? I don't know. I think if he is, he's the ultimate hand puppet. No, well, that's Thing. It's thing. Thing is, yeah. Well, he's he is. He's a hand, isn't he? He's a hand puppet. Yeah. I suppose. Oh, was that thing? His cousin it. I got that mixed up. Cousin yeah. it was the long-haired one that <laughs> talked funny. Yeah, yeah. That's dog. Monsters and Adam's family uh, crossover in my memory. Yeah, it's a bit like that. <laughs> Easy to get like confused. <laughs> Good call, David. Yes, cousin it. Maybe not a puppet, but certainly uh, we, we 
qualify Thing as a puppet, do we? I think Thing was a hand. Yeah, well, it's a, sort of it's a hand. living thing. It's a hand puppet, though, wasn't it? It's sort of. Oh, okay. Uh, and Cousin It, certainly not a puppet. Someone in uh, a costume. And another one Alan mentioned, another old one Alan mentioned from the 1961, on, Alan mentioned on Facebook, 1961 Channel 7 Happy Show um, was Sylvester the Talking Sock. Oh, I which, don't remember Sylvester. It, that's, that's on YouTube as well. Just look up Sylvester the Talking Sock and um, the name pretty much describes what he is. He's, he's a sock with two buttons as eyes. I've got a uh, joke here that's been sent in. Uh, why can't puppets have one-night stands? Why not? Because there's always strings attached. No. <laughs> uh, okay. If you're talking about Mr Ed, on Skippy they used to cut away to Skippy's paws to make uh, them so things... Uh, to do things. That's right, Anthony says. We've, got, we've talked about that, haven't we? Because Skippy, yeah. of course, played the drums. Uh, actually, Was is calling. G'day, Was. Oh, mate. I'm too busy laughing. Do your cousin it again, Pav. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. He creeped me out, that, that character. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Something made me feel a bit squirmish about cousin it. Yeah. And um, a shout out to Paul. Thanks, Paul. And I'm sorry, Paul, but my, tra- my trailer breaks on the wrong side, too. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, um, what do you got? Probably. Probably, probably the worst puppet I remember. I'm going back to the very mid '60s. It was Owly School. I think it was just a Owly pair school. of glasses, a pair of boggly eyes, and a heap of feathers on a bit of carpet. He used to creep me out too. Owly School. I reckon he was a bit, bit creepy looking. Yeah, it, it, a lot of people don't remember him. Mate. A lot of my mates don't remember it, but I remember it. it he used to have the stick and he used to point to the blackboard and he had these glasses on, the, yeah. you know, tortoiseshell glasses and all that. Big eyes. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, I remember early school very well. Yeah. And um, just as far as um, uh, Marty and Emu and all that go, mate, I've still got a, I've still got a, uh, a book at home and it's got a super, um, super flying fun show sticker on the front of it because I, I won one of their uh, oh. show bags through the through the show one day, and I've still got the sticker to this day, and I reckon that sticker it have to be fifty plus years old because I don't even, don't even know if Marilyn Mayo is still with us, is she? Uh, was let me point you into a fa- uh, the direction of a Facebook page, the Super, yeah. Super Flying Fun Show Appreciation page. <laughs> yeah. Get along there, sign up, and you'll be able to find out all that information. I was a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, like it's, it's, it goes back a long way, and it was um. Rod Hole and Marty and Emu was never an ostrich, it was always an emu. Now, you know, so, you'd never give that book away because we've always got a home for it in Scott's memorabilia collection. Oh, mate, I, I've, I've got the book and I've, it's a photo album, actually. I've got it in a photo album and oh, I've still got it these days. So, nice work. Yeah, no, but won't be, it'll be going in the box with me, mate. When they put me in the box, they can put that in with me. All right, well, <laughs> let's, let's hope that oh, doesn't mate. happen too soon. Hey, was well, yeah, good luck, mate, with, the, with everything oh, yeah, mate. coming up. Okay. Okay, Jeez, look after yourself. That uh, was there on the Gold Coast. Alley School. He was a bit creepy, I reckon. Alley was, yeah. yeah. Now, this is interesting because this is like the most, this is great. This is the most Australian segment we've had because we could also include the Ferals in the oh, mid 90s. Yes. Yep, yep. Uh, Rattus P. Rattus. And also um, Randy, 
Sammy J. Oh, yeah, Randy yeah, yeah. and Rickett Slane. Feltface, Randy Feltface, of course. Yeah. That's yeah. a great premise for that show, I've got to say. Yeah, um, Sammy J living with a puppet in yeah. suburbia, well, one a lawyer and one recently divorced. A, it's hopeless, a, great, a hopeless great lawyer premise. who lost a divorce case and his client moves in with him and he can't get rid of him. Uh, very <laughs> funny show. But, yeah, you're right, it is. There's a lot of Australian mentions here. I'll tell you what hasn't been mentioned that normally is, just about every week, um, is no Gilligan's Island. There's no puppet <laughs> reference for Gilligan's Island. Look, <laughs> Or from I, Brady I can Bones. have an international one um, because when I went to Toronto a few years ago, I was looking for a place to stay and I found one and the host I stayed with, Trish, described her, um, her brief was I'm a professional puppeteer, performer, mask and puppet builder who works in film, TV and theatre. And I thought, well, I have to stay at her place, don't I? So I booked in to stay with Trish. And you know what I discovered when I got there? She used to live on Degrassi Street which right. is, you know, Degrassi, Degrassi High. But also she used to be a puppeteer on Fraggle Rock. Oh, really? And I got to, you know, operate her puppets. Oh, she's joking. No, she let me, yeah. She, she had one from Fraggle Rock, so... Wow. It was heaven. Put on my own little puppet show at and night. You're, you're doing some name-dropping tonight, Scott, I'll tell you. Oh, well, that's puppets, yeah. Yes, puppet, puppet, I, I, one of my favourite genres of TV shows, if not the favourite There you go, puppets. me too. Yes, we're with Scott Goodings, the TV freak, talking about TV puppets. Scott, there are so many texts and phone calls here. I'll just read through a few of these texts and we'll yep. just, uh, we won't get a comment on them. But uh, someone wants to know HR Puff and stuff. Were they puppets? Um, there were lots of puppets in that program, I would have thought. Sid and Marty Croft, one of their specialties, the producers there. Humphrey Bear, Percy Penguin, Flapper the Elephant. Uh, some of the puppets on the Humphrey Bear show. Of course, Wilbur the Worm as well was yeah. on the Humphrey Bear. Uh, Captain Scarlet, which we haven't mentioned any of the Thunderbirds yet. Uh, Captain Scarlet, the indestructible man, was the best of all the Jerry Anderson marionette shows. That's from Steve. Uh, I mean, we need to talk about Jerry Anderson a little bit, don't we, I think, in this context? Yeah, Thunderbirds, Fireball, Stingray. Um, he developed super marionation too, right. which is like... Um, well, they were like electronic marionettes, really, in, in Thunderbirds. Um, Glenn says, do Gobbo, Monkey, Wembley, Booba and Red count? Who are they? Ga- not Go- not Gabbo. Well, it says Gobbo here, but who, who are they? Who's Mon- well, Gabbo was a ventriloquist doll in The Simpsons. Who, oh, yes, um, right, yeah. Who was Krusty's rival on another network and put Krusty off air for a while until... Uh, Gabbo, the friend who's dumb, he went on a um, profanity-laden tirade and got kicked off. Yeah, he was a creeping-looking doll, actually. He was. Actually, Lauren on Facebook had a, a selection of ventriloquist dolls. Um, there's Slappy, the ventriloquist <laughs> doll in Goosebumps uh, series. Right. Um, the, another Matt Groening series... Um, in uh, Disenchantment, there's Freckles, the ventriloquist dummy, and also one in Buffy. There was Sid, the ventriloquist uh, dummy, and yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was cursed to eternity um, to live a life as a ventriloquist dummy his whole life. <laughs> there was a kid show called Victorious around a few years ago that had featured a ventriloquist dummy, and it got sucked up by the vacuum cleaner or something, got damaged somehow, but they oh. kept being used, so it was this sort of scary-faced-looking ventriloquist dummy with a, half its <laughs> eyes hanging out. And, um, we, we should head back to the phones, eh? Yeah. yeah. Joanie, g'day, Joan. Hello, darling. How Hi, are you? Yeah, good, thanks. 
I'm going way, way back to the 50s first about Muffin the Mule. Muffin the Mule. Muffin the Mule. I'm going back to the 50s. Yeah, that was like a BBC one, wasn't it? That's correct. Well, maybe we and that it. was like Andy Pandy and, and yeah, Bill and Ben. That, that were, yeah, they were like mixtures of... Yeah, Bill sorry. And ben, the flower pot man. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we, we saw a lot of that on ABC TV when we were little, didn't we? Yes, we did. Well, I wasn't little, but my kids were. Can you remember the... Can you do the voices, Joni? No, 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 no. Because Scott, Scott's very good at it. <laughs> yeah, well, and it was weed. She was in the middle always. <laughs> Flubber-dub. No. Flubber-dub. Flubber-dub-dub-dub-dub. <laughs> that's the other... Weed, weed. Right, that's right. <laughs> Uh, Jody, it's those uh, those sound bites, Scott, they stay with you. <laughs> they were like a combination of ventriloquist dolls with the eyes um, and the new emerging string puppets, weren't they? <laughs> oh, I found them a bit creepy too. Hey, thanks, Joan. Very nice. Um, actually, Marjorie has called us. G'day, Marjorie. Yeah, hello. Hi there. You used to operate puppets, did you? Oh, excellent. Yes, I did. I did. Uh... My husband used to make them. They were marionettes, and we uh, used the Albert Rose Rose Control, which is a gives you a lot more better movement. Okay. Well, um, what uh, puppets did your husband make, and did you operate? Well, they were marionettes mainly. Yeah. And uh, we worked for. We did do a big show for. ABC at one stage. We also did uh, a children's program on one of the other problems, not problems, the other stations. And we worked for three years. We worked for different places at the RNA. Oh, okay. What what were some of the shows, Marjorie? Well, it's a little bit hard to say sometimes just what they were. They were in the 80s mainly. Okay. And I'm now 90. But uh, we did quite a lot. We had um, marionettes that looked like bananas that could play a piano. Hmm. And I can remember one stage they we were they were using a uh, one of the ones and they said, uh, I'm going to kiss the bride. And it was, I was using a great big toad. And I was... Uh, <laughs> Right. I started. The, we started to laugh, and they said to us, "Keep going. It's coming over beautifully." <laughs> what an exciting life, Marjorie! It must have been a lot of fun being a puppeteer. It was a lot of fun. Our children used to. Three of our boys used to also help us at times, huh. and they did glove puppet shows. Oh, that would have been my ideal. You would be my ideal parents, Marjorie, when I was little. <laughs> I used to love putting on puppet shows. Spent a lot of my time making, trying to make puppet theatres out of cardboard boxes that had never seemed to cut. Marjorie, thank you. What a lovely story. There you go. You would have enjoyed that, Scott. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Glove puppets and marionettes. And marionettes. Hey, and George actually has called in as well. It was mentioned before that George did work on Mr Squiggle at one stage. G'day, George. Not just Mr. Squiggle, Pav. Hello, Scott. Um, yeah, I think I think I mentioned uh, before when we talked about Mr. Squiggle, but just for that lady who was wondering how the drawings were done. Um, yeah, he did actually stand above where Mr. Squiggle was 
uh, you know, came down from the moon because he was controlling it with a marionette with the strings yeah. and uh, he was basically drawing through uh, Mr. Squiggle's nose through a long stick that went through his, Mr. Squiggle's head. So it was about almost a couple of metres long, which is very impressive being able to draw upside down while controlling the puppets and Mr. Blackboard at the same time, doing both Mr. Blackboard and Mr. Squiggle's voices and uh, you know, operating both the puppets at the same time and drawing upside down. So he's a very talented man. Um, but yeah, I actually worked on a couple of other uh, ABC. Uh, you mentioned uh, um, rubbery figures. Well, I actually worked on that as well because while some of it was done on film in Peter Nicholson's studio in Melbourne, um, they actually did uh, some live in the studio uh, versions of it as well uh, in Sydney uh, for some of the current affairs shows. And uh, so that was rather interesting. And you've got to remember the thing with puppets, especially those kind of uh, hand puppets, the puppeteers are always below the level of the puppet. So you have to kind of create a uh, kind of raised kind of stage set in a way so that they can actually kind of stand. Sometimes they'd uh, sort of sit um, and have their hands above their heads, but sometimes they'd uh, they want to stand, especially if they want to move around a lot. So you'd have to have them kind of in the six foot, a couple of bit of high platform and uh, the cameras would have to kind of uh, you know, studio cameras would have to be at the top of their range, so to speak, to uh, be able to just cut off the uh, the, the puppeteers and uh, make it look like the you know the set was at ground level. Um, but those puppets were actually fantastic because I actually got to stick my hand in some of them <laughs> and just play around with them myself. But they were fantastically malleable, and uh, you could really get a lot of expressions out of it. My particular favourite was Bob Hawke dressed as a Roman emperor. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and uh, another puppet show I worked on was uh, the. New Adventures of Brinky Bill, which was uh, the uh, live puppet version, which was shot up in the uh, it was the old Art Transa studio, uh, which was used uh, by Channel Seven, and uh, I think even some of Skippy might have been shot there at, at some stages. But uh, it was actually up in French's Forest in the northern part of uh, Sydney, and uh, sort of we sort of work on the back lot where there's a bit of bush down the back. There's actually a, you know old some studio uh, buildings there, you know, with uh, you can shoot inside. But we actually shot in the back lot where there's a whole bunch of bush, and they built some uh, kind of uh, kind of little houses in the trees, you know. And again, they'd all be raised up, and we'd have to uh, kind of uh, operate, uh, you know, on uh, portable cameras, which is uh, not easy sometimes in the bush on, on grass. So we have to put rails on and things like that sometimes. Um, but uh, that was a very talented bunch of uh, three main puppeteers: uh, Ross Allen and Janet. I don't know who they are. I think they're still out there. And uh, Richard Smith, who was the guy behind it, who was, uh, he also worked on uh, Alexander's Billabong, if you remember that oh, one, yeah. Scott, uh, yeah. Yeah, which is another kind of semi kind of puppet show, even though it was really a guy in a suit, but <laughs> Mike Mead. But uh, they yeah, did Mike Mead, well. they did, he did a few, one. he had a robot one too, didn't he? What was that show with Mike Mead? Uh, Ma- Marvin, was it Marvin, Marvin the Robot? Uh, yes. Melvin, Melvin, oh. it was Now You See It, his quiz show for kids. That's right. Hey, nice. Thanks, George, for ringing in. Some great stories there. Andrew in the Blue Mountains. G'day, Andrew. G'day, Michael. G'day, Scott. How about the world's famous bath mat? Agro. Agro, yes. <laughs> He's a beauty. Agro's gardening connection with uh, Anne-Marie Bigger and Ranger Stacey Thompson, I believe. Yes. And I think I think there's a, um, a renewal or something rather with Stacey and Agro they, they're doing something in Queensland. I was reading somewhere online or something there. Yeah. yeah, look, uh, you know, uh, Agro's car. He was a naughty puppet, Agro. Um, and, of course, the... But Dunn, what was his name? The, the 
Puppet Jamie. Kid, Jamie Dunn, he used to do breakfast radio in North Queensland. He'd often ring yeah. the program on the way in to his, his do his breakfast program. So we had a bit of a relationship with Jamie Dunn on the program uh, for a few years there. Jamie, good morning if you're listening to us and you're still out there. Hey, thanks, Andrew. Uru to you, mate. G'day, Libby. G'day. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Who do you want to mention? I was going to talk about Andy Pandy. Right. And um, I just sort of remembered there was Luby Lou, a little <laughs> in the basket, and Teddy. Luby Lou and Andy yeah. Pandy. And, yeah, and when the Andy and Teddy weren't around, she used to sing a little song, Here We Go, Luby Lou. I remember it well. Do you which, remember? Which here? came first, the puppet or the song? I don't know, but it was like, Here We Go, Luby Lou. Here, here We Go, go Luby Lou. Here We Go, Luby <laughs> I remember it well, Libby. I could say the strings. <laughs> so they used to have a little song, Time to Go Home. Oh, yeah. Look, uh, speaking, thank you, Libby. Look, speaking of that, we've got to rush along here because I've only got about six minutes to the news, but somebody wanted to suggest a song uh, that you also mentioned here, Scott, which is The Song That Doesn't End by uh, Shani Lewis. What's the story there? Yeah, that, uh, Charlie Horse used to sing that and then um, Lamb Chop and... Um, um, Hush Puppy would, would join in and Shari would get a bit uh, you know, exasperated because she saw that literally the song won't end. But, yeah, that's how it finished one of the one of the shows that Lamb Chop did. Uh-huh. If we get a chance, we'll try and squeeze that track in. G'day, Ace. Pav and Scott, how are you? Good, thank you. You want to talk Good about Ace. another oh, one of the uh, puppets on Cheryl's Neighbourhood? Look, look, before that, I want to give you two other things, of course. It's time to play the music, of course, that came into the um, Down in Fraggle Rock. Hey, Down in Fraggle Rock, Uh because that was the post part of that. But then prior to all of that, Scott, you know this one's the one. I'm Stanley the Snake, and I love to make some things that are strong and good. But the people get twangs when they see my fangs sitting in our neighbourhood. Do you want to join in? Do you want to have fun? Do you want to start feeling good? Because Stanley the Snake and, of course, Claude the Crow, I broke the jar with my toenails and fingernails that was in it to send off, that you sent off. Yeah. And all the fingernails and toenails were in my backyard. I'm going, no! And it was glass. Mum said, you're not... You're not sitting off to Claude the Crow. And, and, and so I unfortunately had four years of toenails and fingernails <laughs> that broke with glass that my mum swept up oh, and dear. put in the bin. Oh, and, and, very and sad you, story, I said. You would have been. Was, well, when you hear Scott's story about that he won the prize, you'd be feeling as, oh, bi- as bitter as me. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, good story. Hey, look after, mate. We've got to just squeeze in a couple more. Tim is there as well. Hey, Tim, on the road. Good morning. Yeah, young guys. Yeah, good. You've uh, brought back a lot of good memories, but um, there was a show on the ABC, and I don't have a class as puppets, but it was um, Captain Pugwash. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, about a pirate, a sort of soul in the storybook style, and I can remember, was it the Black Pearl? Going back to your nautical theme tonight. Yep. yep. Um, the ship. So, is that a marionette or is that a puppet show? What would you no, class that as? Wasn't just Pugwash. It, was, it was animation. Yeah. 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 Didn't they? Was, wasn't even animation. Didn't they just put a little hole where his lips moved? It was very primitive animation. <laughs> it was of its time, Pav. <laughs> hey, thanks, Tim. 
Yeah, they did that with Roger Ramjet as well. It used to throw me as a kid. There'd just be this cartoon with these human lips. When, when they mentioned um, the Muppet Show before, I was thinking my favourite Muppet was Astoria, who was the wife of Waldorf. Um, <laughs> she appeared once. And the weird thing was that Waldorf looked exactly like Statler. Um, <laughs> like... Must have been Statler's sister, I think, too. Oh, so. yeah, or, or Statler with a wig on. Uh, now, I've got here Ken, Kenny Kidner, apparently, not Quokka. Someone oh, sorry, say. okay. Yep, good night, young Kenny. Kookaburra and Kangaroo, that's from Charmaine Tar. Apparently, the last interview with Michael Parkinson, he said he was very concerned about the interview with Rod Hull and Emu, as yeah. you can imagine. Hey, Gary in Port Arlington, g'day. G'day, Pope, g'day, Scott. G'day, I just want to briefly Gary. say that... Um, recently introduced my grandchildren to Mr Squiggle and they thought it's absolutely amazing. They just absolutely transfixed watching him <laughs> and uh, they cottoned on to the fact that he was drawing upside down so they finished up sort of hanging off the couch upside down trying to work out what the drawing <laughs> was before. <laughs> oh, they loved it. They See, loved there, it. there is an illustration of the timelessness of puppetry and puppets on TV, Gary, and beautifully absolutely. illustrated too. You illustrated that better than Mr Squiggle could have hanging upside down, I reckon. <laughs> hey, good to talk to you, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. And yourself? Yeah, good? you can't complain. Good to, good to hear from you. <laughs> Great. Look, good speak soon. You, Cheers, bye. And, and try to hang on to the fact that Mr Squiggle is Mr Squiggle because we've we've broken hearts tonight mentioning <laughs> this because um, one of the puppeteers behind Basil Brush, Ivan Owen, he always said he never got photographed, never did interviews because he didn't want to break the spell. That there was someone behind Basil Brush, and unfortunately, we've done that, Pav. Tonight, I know. know. Don't tell your kids. Uh, Brian said, "Good morning." What about uh, Nina Conti and Monkey? Quite brilliant. Oh yeah, an English one. Yeah, Yeah. Tom Conti's daughter, the actor. Yeah. All right, and Lisa just quickly wants to ask us about the tin tookies. I'm not sure we're going to be able to answer you that one, Lisa. What did you want to ask? I just wanted to know um, about. uh, I saw. when I was about five, I saw the, the Tim Tookies were on telly, but they did a, a show somewhere in Melbourne, and uh, they had a snake that came down off the stage, which absolutely terrified me. You know, I, I, I could yeah. see the strings of the puppet, but yeah. it absolutely terrified me. But I wanted to know if you knew about this snake and what it was made yeah, of. Yeah, look, Lisa, it's not, it's not, wasn't something on television, a bit of a hard question. Ring in on Monday morning, I reckon, with that one, that uh, we might be able to get that one answered for you. Uh, look, there's just too many texts here to get through, so apologies to all those people who bothered to send them through to us. Uh, yeah, we just can't, can't get through all of them, so it's just unfortunate. Um, the tugboat show called earlier was called Ferryboat Fred, in case you wanted to know there. Yeah. Uh, it was based on Sydney Harbour, apparently. Um, so just too many to mention, Scott. We might have to do puppets type part two next year sometime. They stay with your puppets, don't they, from the childhood to... Certainly do. Uh, and certainly with you, because you've got a collection of them in your memorabilia. <laughs> hey, good to talk to you, Scott. No worries, Pav. Yes, See ya. Speak soon on ABC Radio. 